1: of the season at prices that feel just as good discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first like Worthington
2: and Liz Claiborne for her each in women's petite and plus sizes here spring comes in all shapes sizes and colors JCPenney make everybody count this is Amy Brown from four things with Amy Brown today healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen
3: NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio.
4: It's Friday, December the 9th, and you are listening to NFL Total Access. The podcast.
3: Those are the voices of today's special guests. Voice number one is a reason not to fear a senior moment. It's Thomas Davis Sr. Welcome back. TD.
4: Thank you for having me back, man. I appreciate it.
3: Voice number two is a high fashion hyphenate. She's MJ Acosta (laughs) Ruiz. Welcome back, MJ. Always great to be here. Short introductions today because we have a lot to get to, like game totals and stat projections from Cynthia Freeland. A final chance at fantasy playoff advice from Adam Rank. And, of course, winners picked and scores predicted for every remaining Week 14 game. But first this. 15 seconds. Mayfield flings it. Left side. End zone. Caught! Wow. Caught. Caught. Caught! by Van Jefferson! Touchdown L.A. Mayfield, combat baker! The touchdown maker! You know the old Diddy Baker. Baker confusion. Maker leading the Rams to a win. 48 hours after arriving in L.A. With only 20 snaps of a walk-through practice, T.D., you know what those are like. Not exactly ideal conditions to build chemistry. Baker Mayfield, wearing number 17, that looked a little weird, led the reigning Super Bowl champs to a last-minute victory over a team that simply refuses to keep a lead, the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, look, MJ, T.D., as you know, I am a lover of changing narratives, especially when attached to a player who was doubted and dissed, benched, and dismissed and then does something that demands a rethink. But I am also a lover of truth. And correct me if I'm wrong here, guys, but the truth of the matter is the Raiders threw this game away Mm -hmm. again. MJ?
1: I, I, I agree. I mean, I think everybody was bewildered after this game, no one more so than the Raiders fans in attendance who had overtaken SoFi Stadium, if we're being honest. I mean, it was just unreal. We expect this type of stuff from the game we saw from Tom Brady, right? That late, late, late fourth quarter. But I don't think anybody had this on their bingo card. Look, we got to give credit to Baker where credit is due because he was poised. And listen, they were getting after him. Yes, they that were. That defense was getting after him that entire game. So to see that, you know what? Enjoy enjoy the dub because it was a good one. They fought for it literally to the final seconds. It's exciting down the stretch.
3: A TD. Jerry Tillery's unsportsmanlike conduct penalty for knocking the ball out of Baker's hands, you're shaking your head, turned a nine yard loss on a Max Crosby sack into a 15 yard game. This came after a third and two defensive hold against Amik Robertson that nullified an interception and an entire second half of basically failing to build on a lead that should have Mm -hmm. been, would have been, insurmountable. TD, how ugly is it going to get in film room this week for the Raiders?
4: Listen, it was flag after flag, mistake after mistake, and not all the mistakes made on that last drive were on the players. When you go back and the Raiders go back and watch this film, as a veteran player, as a veteran linebacker, that last call would have been changed. Hmm. We would not have been in man-to-man Press man-to-man Press coverage, coverage with 15 in that situation. Seconds on the clock. I, I don't know what the, the thought process was going into that. Hey, the game is on the line. The only way that we can get beat is if we get beat over the top. And I'm going to put you in man-to-man coverage, and I'm going to let you see what you can do. No, it doesn't Absolutely work like that. Not. Especially when the drive has been extended. The drive started on the two-yard line. So at some point, as a coach, you got to realize that we're in the fourth quarter of a game. This drive has been going since the two-yard line. My player could have some fatigue. I'm going to give him some help to make sure that he does not get beat over the top. But what do the, what do the Raiders do in true Raiders fashion this year? They put him one-on-one, man-to-man, in a press situation against Jefferson, and we saw the result.
3: Yeah, that press coverage was inexplicable. After the game, Ryan Fitzpatrick on the sideline with Baker Mayfield. Ryan Fitzpatrick, of course, a Harvard guy was very quick to point out that the D.C. for the Raiders went to Yale. Apparently, an Ivy League education doesn't quite get you what it uh, used to. This is the first time, guys, in NFL history that a team has blown four double-digit halftime leads in a single season. Unbelievable. Had they not, this would have run their winning streak to four. It could have gotten them to within a game of 500, and it could have applied even more pressure to the wild card hopefuls in that AFC. With a win which would have improved their record to six and seven. It would have increased their playoff percentage hopes and odds to almost 15. Instead, the number drops to .08. And hopes for this season once again seem to be dashed. Are we done? Fork in Raiders
1: after last night? Well, it's how do you believe them at this point? You know, we, we, we saw the skid mid-season after their bye week. And then suddenly there was a resurgence and we're like, okay, wait a minute, but this emotional roller coaster, I, I, I like to get off.
4: Listen, I like this, to get off. This whole AFC West has has fooled us all. Everybody other than the Kansas City Chiefs, I would say, could really, and I, I'll put the Chargers in the same boat as the Chiefs right now. They have an opportunity and something to play for, but other than that, it's time to get ready for next season for the mm-hmm. other two teams, if you ask me.
3: Wow. Well, Interesting stat that I saw in the AFC. I looked at the entire AFC standings, and the thing that kept jumping out to me was the line along the far right side, which of course tells you the streak win or loss. Eleven of the 16 teams in the AFC are all losing teams. They all have losing streaks, whether it be one, two, three, or four. Bills, the only team in your AFC East to win, the mm-hmm. entire AFC West, and the entire AFC South, all with losing frames of mind currently. I don't know what that says. It just says that maybe the AFC is more vulnerable than we gave it credit for being because we said certainly the Super Bowl winner is going to come out of the AFC. It's either going to be the Bills or the Chiefs, maybe the Dolphins. Yeah, Let's hold off on that. After last night, we are left to ask easy, reductive, and mostly pointless questions like, is Baker back? Did he prove his doubters wrong? And could he be the future of a franchise in the event that Matthew Stafford retires? Can we just agree not to ask those questions right now? Can we move on? Is that cool? Yes. Because those questions can wait. This cannot. He is floating it deep for A.J. Brown, who hasn't. And he scores! The T.A. game of the week, Eagles-Giants at MetLife. Eagles are rolling. The Giants are reeling. But TD is reminding the G-men that a win, while not anticipated, is attainable with the following three-point plan. Point number one, TD, relies on the health. Of number 26
4: in blue. Absolutely. They have to have Saquon Barkley on the field. If they have a chance to to upset this Eagles football team. Because the Eagles have been reeling a little bit. They have been a team that has been susceptible to the run. If they can get Saquon Barkley healthy. And allow him to be who he was. The first seven, eight weeks of the season. They absolutely have a chance. And point number two. They have to do a great job. Of taking the football away. The things that this Eagles team has struggled with, and they didn't struggle with this the first 10 weeks of the season, but they have struggled with it as of late is turning the ball over and particularly fumbling the football. If you can force them to fumble the ball, take it away, create extra possessions for your offense, you give yourself a chance. And third and final point, Daniel Jones has to run the football to keep the ball on their side. To keep the time of possession on their side, he has to run the football. He has to create extra First downs, do whatever he needs to do to keep the ball out of Jalen Hurts' hands. If they can come away with a good formula of game management, keeping the ball on their side by running it with both Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones and taking the football away, they give themselves a shot to beat the Eagles.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired.
3: You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy. Coming up, does TD believe that the Giants will implement his plan to winning effect? That question will be answered in a moment within game picks and score predictions, which starts right now. Have your scores ready, please. Are you ready? I am ready. You are ready. MJ is not. While you get ready, let me tell the listener that there are seven divisional (laughs) games on the slate this weekend two games between teams with a winning record, and three games between teams in the playoff picture. There is is only one game.
4: It's NFL rivalry. Yes, it is. There is only
3: one game that is all three of those things, and that is where we begin. Jets at Highmark to take on the Bills, the AFC seven seed suffering through a league-high 11-season wait to make the playoffs. The drought for the Jets is currently 11, visiting the AFC top seed. Now, don't forget, back in Week 9, the Jets beat Josh Allen and the Bills 20-17. They held Josh Allen to his worst passer rating of the season, 46.8. No touchdowns for Allen on that day, two picks. He was sacked five times before injuring his elbow. Don't forget, that was the game that he came out feeling a little, eh, can the Jets do it again? Yes, they can, of course. Will they do it again? That's the question. Odds makers say no. Bills favored by nine and a half. MJ, who wins it? How do they do it?
1: I have the Bills, 28 to 20. Uh, I think at this point, they're still trying to find ways to win games. I can see them coming out in this game and making a statement saying no we've adjusted those mistakes we've cleaned that stuff up especially as we're getting closer and closer to mid-january and that postseason. i just think they continue and add another dub a fourth one in a row
3: mj sees an eight point win for the bills at home over the
4: jets what say you td so i agree with mj that the bills are going to win this football game but i i also agree with mj that they are going to cover whatever spread that was put out there with that nine and a half I think this Jets team has gotten better since the last time they played the Bills, which you just eloquently spoke about. They beat the Bills the first time, and now they come in and they've replaced Mike White for Zach Wilson. I think that's an instant upgrade at the position for the quarterback for them. Um, But the Bills did lose Von Miller, but I have – the Bills winning this game 24 to
3: 21. 24-21, a tight three-point contest as TD sees it. I think you're both right. I think the nine and a half point gap that we are hearing from Vegas is a little disrespectful to what we see and know from the Jets right now from that defense, from a Mike White-led team that is able to move the ball. This should be fascinating. Curious to see how you guys do. We'll check you on Monday. Next game, Browns and Bengals. Bengals favored by six and a half. Joe Burrow has better numbers through 12 games this season than he did through 12 games last season. And, of course, last season he led his team to the Super Bowl. Cleveland, winners of two straight. Bengals, winners of four straight. Mm. Whose streak remains intact?
4: TD, who wins it and how? The Bengals, they are hitting their stride. They are that football team that we thought that they could be coming into the season this year. We ultimately looked at that Bengals team that lost in the Super Bowl as – this is a team that you're going to have to contend with, that you're going to have to worry about. And then they came out and they forgot how to block the quarterback. But now they figured it out again. And Joe Burrow has this team rolling, whether he has Jamar Chase in the lineup, whether he's not in the lineup, he's figuring out ways to win the game, whether Joe Mixon is back there, whether he's not, they're figuring it out. And if you can go and you can do that, not at full strength and go on a four-game winning streak, it's really something Mm -hmm. to be said about what this team is capable of. And I will say, I know... Joe Burrow has never beat the Browns. No, he has not. He's 0-4 versus yes, the Browns, is. but they're going to win. That's going to change this weekend. Give me a score. Oh, 27-17. I said all that and forgot to mention No, no, you're <laughs> good.
3: 27-17, a 10-point gap from TD. What says MJ?
4: I have Joey Cool taking
1: this one. He just uh, put another one on Mahomes and the Chiefs. This should be no problem, especially with the way that this team is playing and the Browns still trying to figure out what's going on over there. I have the Bengals 35-21.
3: that is a 14-point. That's dominating. Mm -hmm. Next game, an all-Texas affair between the Houston Texans and the Dallas Cowboys. The game is being played at the star. Dallas is favored by a whopping 17 points. Wow. But it's easy to see why. Houston defense, deplorable. Cowboys, since Dak's return, they are first in points per game. They are first in third-down percentage. They are first at keeping their quarterback clean. They are second in total yards per game. And second in the NFL at rushing yards per game. Incidentally, Dak has the most points per game by a starting quarterback this season in the NFL. That's 32.3. You want to hear the rest of the top five list? Guys named, oh, I don't know, Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, and your guy, Tuatonga Vailoa. This seems like a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Is there a twist in the tail, or will this go the way we think it is? MJ, you're first. Who wins it? How do they do it?
1: Yeah, the Cowboys take this one in dominating fashion. Another 40-burger. I have them taking it 40-25 to over the Texans. These are exactly the games that you're supposed to win on your schedule. So they'll go out there and do that, especially at this point in the year. There's no need for silliness and dropping a game randomly, a big upset. No, they're going to get the job done.
3: A 15-point win from MJ. I'm not sure where I see the 25 points that she's giving the Texans (laughs) coming from. But, TD, how do you see this one going? I
4: see this from 33 to 14 Cowboys. I think that they're going to handle business. This defense has been stingy all season long, and they've gotten out to the quarterback. The Texans have made a decision that goes back with Davis Mills as their starting quarterback. It's not going to be any different than what it was with Kyle Allen. They're going to get dominated in this football game.
3: TD says the Cowboys win by 19. MJ says the Cowboys win by 15. Time will tell us the real answer. Next game, NFC North. Vikings in Detroit to take on the very tricky Detroit Lions, who are incidentally favored by two and a half. Detroit, their offense is good. Their defense is not good. But Kirk Cousins, when facing the last ranked total defense in the NFL, is winless. 0-3. 0-3. Oh, so, oddly, Detroit's failures are working in their favor this week. Vikings can clinch the NFC North with a win or a tie. Do they do it?
4: TD. They do not. I have the Lions winning this game 27-23. to 23. The Lions are a tough team to contend with. Are. And early in the season, they were the number one ranked offense in the league, although you just stated that they were the last ranked defense. Their offense has put up numbers, yep. and now all they've done is late in this season is get healthy. They've added Jamison Williamson back to the lineup. Slowly but surely, he's going to be a dynamic player for them. I'm in Ross St. Brown with DeAndre Swift back healthy, running the football as well. Jared Goff has weapons. I think it's going to be definitely up. I, you, we can't even call it an upset for a team right. that's 10-2 right now. So
3: I love this. And as I said before, I love narratives that shift and change. I love teams finding themselves, finding ways to win and regenerating enthusiasm, and in this case, a heck of a good offense. Detroit is doing that. Will they continue to do it this week, MJ?
1: Yeah, see, this is finally we've we've been agreeing on so much today, TD, but I'm trying to believe the Vikings this season. I have them winning 35 to 33, a very close game, as we've seen from the Lions all season long. They stay in it. They make it real hard for their opponents. Ultimately, though, as we talked about that Lions defense, I think that Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook are going to be too much for them and that they will get the edge on them.
3: So the Vikings are underdogs heading into Detroit, but they are, of course, the two-seed, and MJ is giving them a two-point win in this game.
4: You might make up some ground this week.
1: (laughs) Maybe. We'll see.
3: (laughs) We interrupt this podcast to bring you point totals for three NFL games, the TA Game of the Week, Eagles and Giants, the Miami Dolphins visiting the Los Angeles Chargers across the street at SoFi, and the aforementioned Vikings – in Detroit to take on Cynthia's Lions. Cynthia Freeland has game totals for those games. She also has stat projections for Travis Kelsey and Josh Allen. Those of you who are trying to stay in your fantasy playoff frame or get into the fantasy playoff frame, pay attention. You need to hear this. And as always, use this information wisely.
1: Let's get into more or less, Cynthia, here. And let's start with... Joshua Patrick Allen, more or less than <laughs> 255.5 pass yards for him against the Jets. So
6: I have more for a couple of reasons. The first is that I think we don't see him have a repeat of what happened the last time mm-hmm. when these two teams faced off. But also, he has 8.1 yards per attempt when under pressure this season, and that is the best in the NFL. You obviously know that the Jets' defense loves to bring the heat. They don't even need to bring blitzers to do so. But I think this is a situation where Josh Allen, Ken Dorsey's like, hey, just – just catch the ball.
1: Right. You're fine. Just do what you do. Yeah. Be you. Be You're fine. Great. Uh let's stay in the AFC. Travis Kelsey. This man somehow always finds himself open. More or less than 74.5 receiving yards. So let's go with like a a,
6: a tiny bit less.
1: It's I only have 71. Less. You know, okay. only 71
6: measly receiving yards and a touchdown <laughs> and seven receptions. Oh. I do think this game starts off as a big, heavy Travis Kelsey game script. Why? When you see Andy Reid have his player have something weird happen at the end of the Mm -hmm. game, then you know what happens? He goes volume and volume and volume. volume. Travis Kelsey will get the ball. However, I think this is going to be a quite lopsided game, which means they will run the ball in the second. They're not going to need Travis Kelsey. You're looking at Chargers highlights Mm -hmm. here. You know what happens at the end of Chargers games? It's always Travis Kelsey. They're not going to need it. Broncos, (laughs) it's going to be a nice
1: lopsided victory and nice if you're a Chiefs fan, maybe not so nice if you're a Broncos fan. Right now, a man who was instrumental in that crazy fourth quarter, crazy for the Bucks last week, Chris Godwin, more or less than sixteen point five receiving yards. For so
6: we're gonna go with sixty. We're gonna move more. Just
1: oh, a little, just a just a little just bit. A touch. Just a
6: touch. Just a touch. Why? Well, okay, double digits targets in six of his last seven games. He leads the Bucks with a nineteen point five percent target share this season. This is gonna be a game that's going to be. Very interesting. So 64 yards and a touchdown. So not a ton more but because I'm giving respect, certainly, to this defense. But you got to remember, this is Tom Brady. This is feels like it's starting to get down to must-win time. This is a crucial NFC showdown. Not necessarily saying they're going to win, but I am <laughs> saying that it's going to
1: be a big Godwin game script. Time to predict the points and exact numbers for you at home. Grab a pen and pencil. Here we go. Let's start with our TA game of the week. The Eagles and Giants over under... points in this game. So I have more. I have 26 to
6: 20 in favor of the Eagles, which would be 46 points, which is more than 45.5. It could be even greater. I like the side of the bet that I'm on in terms of where the Eagles may land. But I do think that – they got to do their part too, and I think Saquon Barkley. I think that if he's so
1: long as he's healthy, right, it's going to do. They're going to do their part. Too. Oh, all right then. How about your hometown teams and the Lions? You called the upset last week. They got the Vikings this week. Over under fifty-two and a half points in this game. Well, the upset this week is the Vikings. I right. Also <laughs> having this one.
6: I have twenty-eight to twenty-seven. This could be the highest-scoring game of the entire week for me so I think when I'm looking at this one you're going to want to go a nice strong over here and you're going to want to pick both quarterbacks or fantasy both main wide receivers and you might even want to look into I don't know a revenge touchdown from Ooh. some tight end who went from Detroit to Minneapolis but nice playing
1: back in Detroit like maybe maybe that one all works out too. To a say. lot happening in that one for sure all right Raven Steelers the rivalry is back Tyler Huntley under center over/under 36 and a half points. Well, I know our producer is going to get her terrible towel. Yes! Up. I have 22
6: to 20 in this one. Steelers, which is 42 points, which is more. We've seen Najee Harris look great. Well, I like the picket to Pickens. It's hard to say, but mm-hmm. it's really fun to watch. And I think the picket to Pickens, picket to Pickens situation works out well in this one.
3: We interrupt this interruption to bring you Adam Rank with the Fantasy Hot Sauce. This week, for the third straight week, he is giving you advice about quarterbacks to play, quarterbacks you may not have considered playing, quarterbacks who may be a better option than your current QB1 or even your QB2. Listen up. You need to know this. Come on, Rank. Bring me.
7: It is time for the waiver Wire Hot Sauce. If two and a half minutes of entertainment... If that bothers you, find <laughs> something else to do because I'm going to give you the information because we need to find quarterbacks to start this week with Justin Fields on a bye with Lamar Jackson injured. And we'll start with them mild but flavorful. Jared Goff. Don't call him Hawk or Animal because he is not a road warrior, but the guy is the bomb at home. He has been averaging over 20 fantasy points per game at home, and now this week he's got the Minnesota Vikings who are battling injuries on their own. If you need a quarterback, you can probably go get him right now. Okay. Spicy, let's get spicy, everybody. Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill has not been great statistically in fantasy. Oh, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Listen to this, though. He is going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who over the last two weeks have allowed ample passing yardage to both Lamar Jackson and our guy Jared Goff. Now, Ryan Tannehill's got that same situation going up against a team he should be able to throw against. The only thing that I will caution you against, Puma, and this is the thing, <laughs> Derrick Henry has owned the Jacksonville Jaguars, 14 rushing touchdowns in 11 games. But still, if you're desperate for a quarterback there, you can get one. And by the way, for the person over there in the audience, I write all my Puma. own material. Let's go three alarm. Tyler Huntley (laughs) this week replacing Lamar Jackson. We have not seen the rushing out of Gus Edwards or Kenyon Drake. And I expect Tyler Huntley to go out there and rush for at least 50 yards. Every time he has gotten an opportunity, he has given you that nice, safe floor for you to walk on. So if you're sitting there wondering what you're going to do with Lamar Jackson out likely this week, go get Tyler Huntley. And finally, El Diablo. Give us the heat. We're going to Brock Hurley, the soon-to-be reigning, undisputed, indisputable (laughs) champion. I'm trying not to cuss. I don't work blue on total access. But going up against the GOAT, the GOAT returning. Listen, the GOAT is returning home to San Francisco, a place he grew up watching football, and everybody thinks it's going to be a comeback story, but much like WrestleMania 30, when The Undertaker passed the torch to Brock Lesnar, Brock oh. Party is going to be the guy who comes through for hey, you this weekend. Hey, oh.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better.
3: You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy. And today, my Friday guests are my usual Friday guests, MJ Acosta Ruiz and Thomas Davis Sr. We are in the middle of picking every single remaining Week 14 game, scores included. We now turn to the T.A. Game of the week. TD told us earlier how the Giants could win this one. TD, the question comes back to you. Will they win this
4: one? They absolutely will not win this one. Because of the uncertainty of Saquon Barkley, we're not sure if he's going to be able to play and the fact that I talked about the Eagles struggles defensively, they also understood that they have struggled with stopping the run defensively and they went out and they reassured that defensive line. They brought in guys to help do that. And Ndamukong Su, they brought in Limbell Joseph, and they've also gotten a key cog back in Jordan Davis. So if Jordan Davis is a part of this lineup for more than six plays, it's going to be hard to run the football versus the Eagles. So I'm going with the Eagles winning this game 29-17. 29-17, that's 12. That's pretty convincing. MJ, do you agree?
1: Yeah, I do agree. Conservative on how many points are being scored. I like that. I do. I tend to be a little more generous these days as we get closer to the holidays. I have the Eagles winning, though, 32-25. to
3: 32-25. That's a seven-point gap. Incidentally, the line is six and a half. Eagles favored by six and a hook, and they can clinch a playoff berth with a win or a tie. Next game, Ravens at Steelers. It is an AFC North clash. Pittsburgh is at home, and they are favored over the playoff-sitting Ravens by two and a half. Tyler Huntley is in. T.J. Watt is back. But the math doesn't add up for me in this one, guys. Baltimore has a top 10 scoring defense. Pittsburgh is 28th in the NFL in scoring offense. Those numbers seem important to me. Tyler Huntley will have to get the ball out quickly against a defense led by T.J. Watt. But he has a quicker release and has better pass completion percentage on quick passes than his friend Lamar Jackson. That is all a way of setting the table. Now let's eat. MJ, who wins this game and how do they do it?
1: Uh, now I sort of feel like we're not giving Huntley enough credit, but I think that's, it's the Lamar, or lack thereof, effect. I have the Steelers winning this one, 21-17. 21-17,
3: yeah. a four-point gap for MJ in this game. Do you agree?
4: And I have 21-10. to I have the Steelers winning this game as well, but it's the T.J. Watt. That that part makes the huge difference for me because this team is 4-1 when TJ is in the lineup. And it just seems like everybody around him plays better, including their offense. If you look at George Pickens, if you look at Kenny Pickett, those guys also play well when TJ Watt is on the field. So I'm definitely giving the hats off to the Steelers in this one. And even in the one game that they lost to the Cincinnati Bengals, it came down to the end.
3: I very rarely sound off, usually no more than once a week, in terms of pushing back on picks that you guys make. My radar is firing on this one. I am feeling tingles of doubt in both of your picks. In my estimation, the Ravens win this game. We'll see who's right come Monday. No no
4: need for an apology, Andrew. It's all good. (laughs)
3: Next game, Jags and Titans, Tennessee at home, favored by three and a half. Tennessee has the best third down defense in the NFL, which suggests that they will keep Trevor Lawrence and his guys off the field. And add to that the fact that Derrick Henry loves dominating the Jags. MJ, will he do it again?
1: Uh, yes. Yes, he will. I have Titans 27 to 22, uh, the final score here in this one. I know that they've lost a couple of games. This is this is a big one for them to, to get right and to... They don't want a losing record. They don't want a losing record, not just on the season, but of course, they're right now the four seed. They need to hold on to that. I mean, the division helps, but still.
3: Yes, it does. Uh, last time we saw 27-22 in the NFL was the Minnesota Vikings mm-hmm. beating the New York Jets 27-22 just last week. It's a five-point gap for MJTD.
4: Who wins it? How do they do it? I have the Titans winning this game 19-13. to Just too much Derrick Henry. I feel like... This is a game, for some reason, he has circled on his calendar. It doesn't matter how many different defenders the Jaguars roll out. Derrick Henry plus 200 is always what happens in this game. He always figures out a way to break tackles, to, to have long runs, and to finish in the end zone.
3: Next game, Chiefs and Broncos. A loss the last time out for KC. Four straight losses for the Denver Broncos. The Chiefs are favored by nine on the road. Disrespectful? Hardly. Nine is actually an important number. That's how many wins versus the Broncos Patrick Mahomes has in his career. Nine. Losses? Zero. He doesn't lose to the
4: Broncos. TD, does he start this weekend? Absolutely not. He would not start losing to the Broncos. The Broncos are a team. If you watch them play early on in the season, their defense literally had them in every football game. If they had scored, if they had just scored 19 points per game, they would probably be up there with the undefeated teams in the league. But they haven't been able to do that. Russ hasn't been cooking, and they are going to lose this game 31 to 14. Because, like you just talked about, the Chiefs are coming off a loss and they want to have a mm. big win and do it in a big way against a division opponent.
3: 17-point gap, that is a big win. MJ, do you agree?
1: Oh, yeah. The, the Chiefs win this one. They have that bad taste in their mouth. They're going to take it out on the Broncos, uh, a team that has just not been playing even close to where they should be this year. 35-21, the final score.
3: 17-point gap and a 14-point gap. That is convincing. Take note, listener. Next game, Panthers and Seahawks. TDs, Carolina Panthers on the road. In front of the 12s in Seattle, a favored Seattle team, favored by three and a half. Now, Geno Smith has a streak of games with 60-plus completion percentage and an 80-plus passer rating. How many games in a row, you ask? 12. That is tied for the best in NFL history with Aaron Rodgers, who did it in an MVP season, and Peyton Manning, who did it in an MVP season. And that's two better than Steve Young, who did it, in an MVP season. The question is not, is Gino the MVP, although maybe it should be. It's who wins it and how. MJ.
1: I think Gino keeps it going. Um, he, they finally got back on the win column after a skid post um, Munich and the bye week. It was looking kind of rough for them there. But I think now they, they're trying to continue these winning ways and get back to the type of football they were playing when we're going to stop talking about Gino. Uh, so I have the Seahawks winning 30 to 25. Closer game.
4: TD, what say you? Andrew, you just talked about good things coming to an end, and this is going to be one of them. No. Those stats you just laid out, <laughs> oh, Gino. hats off to you, man. I'm, ha- I'm happy you're resurrecting your career, but now you're running up against a team that is desperate, they're hungry, and they're eager to play for a coach that they want to remain as their coach, and Steve Wilks. And they're going to surprise a lot of people, including you, Seahawks. 21-18, mm-hmm. the Panthers are going to walk away with this game.
3: Upset alert says TD for his Panthers. Can he be objective? Time will tell. Next game, Bucks and 49ers. That is in Santa Clara, San Francisco, with Brock Purdy under center, is favored by three and a half. 22 years and 146 days. That is the age difference between Brock Purdy and Tom Brady. The largest gap we have ever seen since we started keeping ageist stats back in 1950 Brady <laughs> against the num- listen to this guy: Tom Brady against the number one scoring and total defense in his career is undefeated he is, he is 7 and 0 the man plays his best when the challenge is the hardest i think that says a lot about a guy that we have already said so much about who wins this game td and how do they do it
4: listen those are phenomenal stats for Tom Brady. But all of those other times, he's had really, really good players that have been going out and competed really hard with him. And this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, they're not competing really hard, and they don't have a ton of really good players. Well, they do have really good players, I won't say that, but they're not playing really good football. They're not playing smart football right now. So I have the 49ers, even with Mr. Irrelevant, Winning the winning this football game 23 to 14 the 49ers are going to walk away with this one as well
3: a nine point win says Thomas Davis senior what say you MJ Acosta Ruiz?
1: I really hope that Brock Purdy wears a Mr. irrelevant jersey for arrivals and then again at the podium uh, for his victory press conference I have the 49ers 27 to 20.
3: Next game, Dolphins and Chargers. MJ's Dolphins across the street at SoFi Stadium to take on the bewildering Los Angeles Chargers. The Dolphins are the road favorite. They are favored by three. Why? Maybe it's because the Chargers are 0-4 and against teams with a winning record. Incidentally, stat that jumped off the page, I find this fascinating. Tua leads the NFL in passer rating. Tyreek Hill leads the NFL in receiving yards. When else have NFL teammates done that? four other times, only four other times, and every single time before by 49ers duos. Hmm. Steve Young and Jerry Rice, they did it twice. Joe Montana and Jerry Rice, they did it once. John Brody and Gene Washington from my dad's crowd, they did it once. <laughs> Who wins this one and how do they do it? TD. TD.
4: This was a tough game to pick for me because you just never know what you're going to get from this Chargers bunch. They go out, they compete hard for three quarters, three and a half quarters, and then they figure out a way to lose games. But I'm sticking to that same trend. I think that the Dolphins just have too much firepower and they haven't figured it out consistently. And they have too many injuries, speaking of the Chargers, defensively to, to keep up with the, all that firepower that the Dolphins have offensively. So I'm going 27-24, to 24, even though the Dolphins... I don't know if their tackles are back this week, but they were out last week. And if they're not, it's going to be a closer game than I would have projected.
3: I think that is an overlooked and forgotten storyline for this team and certainly for this game. MJ, we have always been able to count on you to remain emotionless. When faced entirely. with picking either for or against your Dolphins, will you remain emotionless and make the right call? And if so, what is it?
1: Professionalism first, always. Always. Um, I have the Dolphins winning this one, 30-25. <laughs> to 25. I actually don't think that the tackles were that big of a factor for Tua. I think it was the 49ers defense more so than anything else because there were times where he had plenty of time in the pocket and he was just overthrowing stuff. He was rattled last game, yeah. but I've been told – that he was the first one to go into that locker room and say, I'm good. We are good. We are a great team, and we're going to get back on the win column. I believe him, and to what we trust, too much talent on that team to not win this game.
3: 30-25 to 25 says MJ. I would have to push back just a little bit on your comment about the tackles because it affected the play calling to some degree. They rushed the ball a grand total of eight times in that game. Raheem Mostert had seven.
1: Jeff Wilson had one, and that was it. I'm in for Tua, not so much for the run game. I think he was more affected by the defense coming at him more so than the lack of protection.
3: Fair enough. I stand corrected. The final game of Week 14 is the Monday night game in Arizona, in the desert. It is the Pats and the Cardinals. The Patriots, just outside the playoff picture in the AFC, are trying to fight their way in. They are standing there trying to convince the bouncer that they're on the list. (laughs) Will they get in the club? We will see. The Pats road favorites by one and a half. TD, you get the first shot at the last game. Who wins it? How do they do it?
4: The Patriots are going to win this football game 17-14. to And look, even the spread sort of seem to think so. The Patriots by one and a half right now is what they have. But they give the the home team three points is what I've been told. So, I mean, if you look at it from that standpoint, they even agree that the Patriots are going to win this football game. But – For me, if the Patriots would just have enough nerve, I'll say enough nerve, to just put Bailey Zappi back in the football (gasps) game, man, and let him play. Let him play football. He's shown that he's the best quarterback on your team. But for some reason, Bill Belichick has made a decision that he's going to stick with his guy, Mac Jones. And listen, they are struggling because of that.
3: Wow. A little Bailey's cream instead of mac and cheese, says TD. What say you, MJ? You get the last word.
1: That's a whole other conversation. That is a a whole whole other other
3: conversation. And maybe one that that we spark up again on Monday, depending on how this game goes.
1: I concur. Uh, And I do have the Patriots winning 25 to 20. I think it's going to be perhaps a little tougher than we anticipate. But again, when you come into the season and you think of games that you should win, this is one of them for the Patriots.
3: I want to thank today's special guests, MJ Acosta Ruiz, the host of NFL Total Access, the broadcast. She is also the co-host of the L Huddle podcast. Market, it, circle it, find it, listen to it, it is well worth it. And of course, Thomas Davis Sr., the 16-year NFL vet, the former Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. We're hearing a lot about Walter Payton Man of the Year Award nominees this time of year. Let us never forget that TD won that award back okay. in 2014. had probably, probably won. If you have never seen his acceptance speech, Google it right now. Watch it. Have some Kleenex standing by. You will need it. <laughs> Join us on Monday, listeners, when we examine the fallout of Sunday in the NFL. Who won? How did they do it? Who starred? Who stumbled? Who played their way into the playoff picture? And who just lost their way out of it? Plus, who tripped the baller alert? Find out Monday. Till then, ciao for now. (laughs) NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app,
0: Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh